0: This is a Channel One O One Podcast.
1: Hey, you, welcome back to Primetime Files, a Channel One O One Podcast with me, Todd Donald. Today's Monday, the 30th of January. How about that screening last night? The return of Kurt Neal. All the new shows. Awesome things. The Frequency and Channel 101 voting results were announced at the end, as always. And they're available now on our Discord and will be presented nicely, ultimately, on our Instagram. If you don't follow us already, what's wrong with you? At Channel 101 Official. I'm going to take this one opportunity to reiterate what my archive is because I've been doing podcasts for 15 years, the smaller percentage of which is still online and the rest being on hard drives or simply gone. I did one called The Todd Donald Show where it was like this one, but it was for anyone, anywhere involved in anything creative. And I did that one from 2018 to 2021, the last year of which was pretty much all 101 people. So immediately after retiring that podcast, as some of you might know, I had episode one of Primetime Files go out. So there's 20 to 25 or so uh, people who did the Todd Donald show. And those I'm going to migrate slowly on this podcast, starting with this episode right now. And since you've been waiting so patiently, I'm going to double down tomorrow. Our friend and last night's host, Kurt Neal, uh, will be on from a chat recorded. (laughs) two years ago. It's still awesome. And my plan is, of course, to get back to doing new chats and stuff. So my guest on this episode, Chad Rachel, and I chatted two and a half years ago, which kind of freaks me out because this is before I was, you know, getting involved in, in 101 and had simply been an admirer of it. It's not hard to, uh, when you watch a show like The Bachelor with Dads, which was voted back ten times and self-canceled its epic ass. This was made primarily by a group of five friends and creative superheroes all of or some are from chicago i can't remember listen this five dudes is super talented and kind and i haven't chatted with chad too much in the last two years but i still got nothing but love and you can hear how much fun i had in this chad is a writer director editor perhaps reluctant but super funny actor and an interesting human enjoy this chat from summer 2020 with the bachelor but with dad's guy chad (music) rachel
0: Yeah, you're in you're in the Arctic Circle, right? Yeah, i i have a I have a lake house up there.
1: Oh shit! I'm joking. <laughs> I, I don't know. My how, heart wanted to believe Circle that either. enough that I didn't question it. <laughs> <I know>. Do <laughs> a people, people have house? lake houses up there? No, there's no trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just water and permafrost. Is there like a summer? There is a summer. So I mean I, I don't consider myself as being from here i I think there's like a year mm. and a half left on this teaching contract that my girlfriend has like I'm from Waterloo, Ontario. The Waterloo region of Ontario mm. is like the second or third most populated place in in Ontario next to Toronto, and it's funny because like some people are like you know what do you what do you use for doors in in Canada?" Oh, you know fucking doors and it's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah we're not we're not i'm not in i'm not in the north pole (laughs) it's not like another continent like what 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 do we what do we watch growing up oh you know 90 percent american pop culture shows movies (laughs) all that stuff yeah yeah what what colors do you guys have up there oh you know sky blue green grass (laughs) oh no fucking way (laughs) no way What do you buy things with? Oh, you know, money. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's like all true. But what do you buy (laughs) things with? Oh, maple, (laughs) beaver pelts. You buy everything with maple. Yeah, yeah. I do think you guys, you guys, got the short end of the stick with the amount of stereotypes. No, yeah. You seem you seem great on the podcast. I'm a I'm a big fan of the way you conduct your interviews and everything like you really make the guest feel you make it feel like what they're doing is worthwhile
1: i mean it's because it is and it's kind (laughs) of it's kind of a lot because it is (laughs) i can imagine there's a national lot of people that watch shows on channel 101 or anything with an air of yeah it's pretty good yeah i see what they're doing there and it kind of made me chuckle a little bit (laughs) but i mean (laughs) maybe we just all go through phases of like unimpressed to just like Oh, this is magic again. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's very, I've definitely been in phases like that where you watch something and you're like, uh, I mean, even like last night, me, uh, Brett and Chase, we all lived together and we just were watching YouTube videos. And then Bachelor, but dads came up and we just ended up watching all of it again. And in my head, I was like, yeah, this is like this great thing we made. But watching it now, I was like, oh, this is clearly a bunch of kids who made a web series. (laughs) Like it, it totally lost its impressiveness. Not that it, I was impressed with myself, but it was like the lens came off. Okay. Uh, But that happens with other stuff. And I think we all, I think you're right. We go through phases like that. But I think once you do put in the work and you are creating stuff with channel 101 or something, you're like a part of the community, you kind of see how impressive it is when people are making something that's good. And you stop looking at it cynically or like kind of having that like, I'm not impressed attitude. Right. At least that's how I felt.
1: It's interesting. And I I, I want to say this with as little cynicism as possible, but channel 101, something that exists that exists before YouTube and long, long, long before TikTok and everyone's a, a brand of some sort era culture considering just how much stuff that there is, where people are being sold apps where you can make a movie like movie with (laughs) five minutes of your thumb on this, it's kind of like going back to Channel 1. This is what happens when people who really love craft and really love genuosity in the work, as well as the absurd and silly funny stuff. It's, from what I've seen from, from Little Judd, both on and off Channel 101, you guys are... Certainly people I bow to. Thank you. I agree because I think Channel
0: 101 is one of the only places for creators left where it's like a a complete meritocracy. There's no like anything else deciding what becomes the forefront of what people are seeing besides what people are liking and who's good at doing it. You know, if that makes sense. Whereas YouTube, TikTok, all the stuff, it's all about, you know, algorithms and stuff. And the good stuff just gets buried if they're not keeping up with that which mm-hmm. obviously everyone knows. I think that's like a year old conversation, but yeah, I think that's definitely the big benefit of Channel 101.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's so fun talking about Channel 101, especially with people who do it. It's going to be unnatural if we try to avoid talking about Channel 101 as being a part of all the stuff that you're making and the the gang. I want to put out there, I'm not trying to be a Channel 101 podcast. It just so happens that it's, it's something I right. love. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, because I mean, no, I get that. <laughs> I'm sure Adam and Aaron know that I'm not trying to make like it's still the Todd Donald show, and it's still a variety of guests. But being a nerd, I I think there's going to be you know drink if you hear the words "Channel 101" in this episode again.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't think you have to worry about that. I don't think anybody's like thinking that you're trying to come in and step over anything.
1: Okay. Well, lastly, before we get started, like, how are you doing today?
0: I am good. I'm coming off of, last night we bought a, um, me and Brent and Chase, two of the other guys in Little Judd, we bought a, uh, a board game, uh, no, an escape the room type thing at home. Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it's like a bunch of folders with different like phases and they give you puzzles and you solve them and you have like an hour
1: to do it. Uh, and that was a fun night. So I'm doing pretty good. You should just fucking film that. I can imagine you guys <laughs> playing games. I'd watch you play board games. Shit.
0: It's way too impen- intense and we get very competitive, <laughs> even though we're like cooperating and on a team together. It's very like, okay, what are you doing? Give me that.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, we did, we did pretty good, but it gets pretty intense. I, I do want to talk about like the group dynamic thing, which is an effect for you being on the show. First of all, thank you so, so much for being on. I, um, mm-hmm. I love all the work I've seen you in from Petty Theft with the boys, uh, your performances in Wizard's Corner as uh, the fantastical <laughs> well dressed comedian and the uh, yeah. the kombucha swinging hooligan in Binary 46. And for those listening, the Bachelor Boat with Dads, which you're in as Time Loop Dad, is legendary and still holds up, I think. A- anyone else out there who's listening and hasn't seen that yet, fucking homework for you. So... Let's immediately lead with Dan's Dance Revolution, which is now in primetime on Channel 101. Congrats.
0: Yeah, thank you. I was not expecting it to get voted back, but uh, it
1: was fantastic. Uh, Thank you for having me on the podcast, by the way. Did you watch the screening? Yeah, I... I, I, (laughs) As much as I want Corona to be over, I'm kind of glad that I, at least for for now, get to watch the screenings on Twitch, which is where it was. And I watched it twice. It was one of those things where everyone, I think, was feeling the same thing, like you can't look away. <laughs> Can you describe that show? Man, how would I describe it? It's
0: basically, uh, it's just a man who is dancing. It's all in slow-mo, and he just overcomes dancing against somebody else and it's like overly dramatic. I don't really know how to describe it because I didn't know what it was when I made it. Me and Brett were going to, we were working on another show for Channel 101 that would have taken a lot more work and then some stuff came up and I was like, well, I don't wanna not submit something. I grabbed uh, Brett and I was like, hey, can I just film you dancing? It's gonna be like in slow-mo. And he was like, for what? And I was like, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like I just filmed him and I filmed myself it took like 10 minutes and then I was like just sat down on my computer going like okay what can I do with this right uh, and it turned out pretty good I'm pretty pretty happy with it now I gotta figure out what the hell I'm gonna do for a second episode
1: <laughs> well I'm glad that that's the spirit in which which it came up there's that old channel one-on-one show with Royland and, and Harmon and Sarah Silverman and Savannah Jerry. And they just did a bunch of takes of everything and made a sci-fi show, you know, for all the reasons. Right. That it's Great. This episode with us talking will be up on Tuesday, the 29th, which will be after the next thing. So do you want to like come up with a reaction to it being canceled and a reaction for it going to episode three? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I love that. Dude, you got um, robbed. I can't believe it was canceled. What are you, what are you feeling right now? I
0: deserved it. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> it was a piece of
1: shit. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Say, that was a fluke at getting voted in the first time. I mean, it was genius, but considering how it uh, came to be. But, like, uh, what are you going to do for episode three now? Oh,
0: man. Uh, I'm going to turn into like a, a fantasy sci-fi uh, story uh, and kind of get some love interest going with lots of characters.
1: You know, that's what I see for it, too. Great. <laughs> <laughs> We're just very calm
0: about it. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> he walks off the
1: stage <laughs> and then...
0: <laughs> Like outside of the building that this dancing uh, the show is in is just like this insane world. And that's what the rest of the show about, is about. And it's and I, all still slow-mo.
1: Oh, excellent. Right now, I'd like to present to you an audio clip from Dance Dance Revolution as described. He's dancing. It's in slow motion. And you'll hear the Peter Gabriel music with Chad's narration, which, if anything, should promote that you watch the video to enjoy it more. This is me, 1982.
0: Dancing in the Waukegan County Dance Competition Championship. I whipped out all my moves. Prancer Boy. Uh... Antler City. The Whirlwind 2.0. And one of my favorites. Like dolphins Spin Like dolphins can swim Dance and me became one that night Though nothing But I wasn't the only one up on that stage
1: Keep us together
0: Dancing Ben Bernstein We
1: could beat
0: them Came on stage during my final performance Whatever you do started dancing like I'd never seen anyone dance before. started throwing his limbs around, and the audience loved him. So I tried to match him, give him that same energy.
1: On the Channel 101, the podcast that you and The Bachelor, but with that, guys were on. And in yourself, you referred to the gang as that. But like Little Judd, that was a name to Umbrella, the group of you like before Channel 101 even, right?
0: Yeah, that was a channel. It was originally me and Brett when we first moved out here. We just wanted to shoot some, just a place to put our sketches. Little Judd was the name of a character. In Chicago, we used to make these, we would book like a variety show that would give us like 15 minutes to perform two weeks out. We would give ourselves two weeks to write and rehearse and then eventually perform like this kind of mini play. We would just write this like 15 minute thing. And they were always really bonkers. And the character in the first one that we made, his name was Little Judd. So that is why we named it that. I think right. we all don't really like the name anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah. So it was just me and Brent And then Chase moved out here. We met Steven. And then Josh went to school with Steven. So they all, we all ended up coming together eventually. Uh, and now that's kind of just where we post the stuff that all of us make together. If somebody makes something individually, they can put it wherever they want. But
1: yeah. I'm not good at math, but I, I'm counting five that are in the, what's maybe now referred to by, by you guys as the Up with Dads guys.
0: Yeah. They call us the Dads. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's five of us me, Brett, Chase, Stephen, Josh.
1: That sounds like a band lineup for sure. Yeah. There is an essence of that being like the team. And I want to talk about it soon. But you mentioned there being something new, be, being cooked by the gang. How many, like, including all the other dads and the people on The Bachelor but with Dads, how many people in total were in that extended cast, if, if we're counting all 10 episodes? Mm, uh, I think
0: there were 10 dads, 11 12. right? I think there were 12 dads in the first episode, plus Brett and the host. That was 14. And then maybe most.
1: 15 counting the skeleton, unless you're already dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So maybe 13, 14 counting the skeleton. That was big. That was a big cast. We had never done anything really... I mean, we're still learning so much. We really. Yeah. I feel all the time like I don't know what I'm doing. But that was the first time where we, like got a big group of people together and we like scheduled out a day and made a shot list. Going into episode one, I was like, this is gonna be a lot. We have like 13 people showing up and we don't know how to run a set. But (laughs) I mean, it was, we didn't even treat it like a set, honestly. There was no like set director. It was like all five of us. So if somebody's saying a line, you had five people going, what if you did this? which, like, we realized later down the line was, like, so unproductive. But we had that, and then, like, by the end of the day, everyone was drinking beers uh, while we were still filming. It was very, very casual compared to how we were doing it by the end of dance.
1: God damn it. I mean, petty theft is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but that's a a huge jump of things to look after. (laughs) Would the gang have made an episode, two if it didn't go into Channel 101 and get voted back by the democracy? Um... Probably not, honestly. I think we viewed it as this
0: would still be an okay sketch if it didn't get voted back, like for us just to put on our YouTube or something. But it did. And we were not expecting it to get voted back because we had petty theft and that got like eighth or something. And then we almost didn't even shoot the first episode to dads. And then we were like, we should do this. And then we did. And then it got first place and we were like totally shocked. But I think by that point we were in. But yeah, probably would not have made another episode of that.
1: I, well, I think the rest of the conversation of the Bachelor boat with dads was very well done by by Adam and Nick on Channel One, the one, the podcast now, Frequency One Hundred and One. Yeah. And goddamn, it's such a great show. I I was, I hate you for this. Can, I okay, I'm going to throw something out there. <laughs> See, you're getting <gonna, laughs> you're getting to hear the very nervous me that I cut out. Um, no, you sound fine. I feel like I'm slow. Sometimes I wonder if people are listening and it's like, is Todd talking slow because he's Canadian? Is that is that how they talk? <laughs> I did hear
0: you say in one of the podcasts, you were like in between the conversation, you said something and you were like, uh you're like, we don't we don't say a boot. I continued to listen to you and you constantly said a boot. I did not. <laughs> you were saying it every time without fail. <laughs>
1: God damn it. Take, <laughs> o- take off. So, Sorry, I didn't mean to slam you there. No, t- something about The Bachelor with Dads. I hate you for this. There was a brilliant, completely sutured together combination of what I perceive to be like a genuine, sincere, heartfelt story. I mean, if, if you were to put it in real life, The Bachelor but with Dads, it would get real feels. Gu- guaranteed. <laughs> if, if, if I know America and Canada, and anyone who watches shows like these, who doesn't, I mean, I don't watch them, but who doesn't watch those <laughs> shows with with an air of, oh, man, like, it's all based on people connecting and, and and bonding and being absurd with women, but The Bachelor, but with dads, yeah. the show that you guys made jumps from the the most serious part into the guy jumps through a Super Mario 64-like window and goes down the base. I almost flipped. But I think we're, that's our favorite joke in the whole show. Oh, it's bombastic. And I, I forgot about that <laughs> word until I felt it right now. The thing, <laughs> the thing that I hate you for is when time loop dad reveals why he has to leave the show. I'm not going to spoil that part. I, I feel like people should watch this because that hit me harder as a surprise than any uh, crazy get up costume skeleton Super Mario 64 thing. You fucking assholes. I was there just enjoying it and you made me cry. <laughs> um was there laughter when you were putting that in and delivering that in that episode? Or were you seriously like, we hope that some people uh feel this?
0: Yeah, when we that was not I I don't mean to spoil
1: the the like how clever yeah, we people have had to a year or so to watch it. You spoil it. But
0: I, I don't mean to spoil like how clever it seemed that we were, but we were not planning that the whole time. That was something we thought of that episode when we were writing it. It just kind of, even when the idea came in the writing room, we were like, it wasn't laughter. It was just, Oh fuck, that's deep. Yeah, And it was just so much on the other side of laughter that we were like, we have to do that. Right. And then when we were filling it, there was no laughter. I like perform this monologue. I'm not like an actor And I, like, said it very seriously, and it was just, I'd, like, finish it, and I'm, like, very vulnerable, not because I'm, like, uh, acting emotional or something, just because I'm, like, I just did a whole monologue and I've never done that. And then I look up, and everyone's just, like, on their phones. And then Steven was directing. He was just like, oh, great. And I was like, guys, I just, I need some feedback here. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) We'll put Coldplay on top of it. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we'll put Coldplay on top of it. And then when it played in the theater, I think kind of – what you were feeling where it's like, whoa, this is such the opposite. I think the audience felt that too, because they, when it screened, you could hear people laughing throughout the rest of the episode because they were waiting for the joke to come in. Right. It never came. So they were like, I think it kind of played with people in that way where they're like, oh, they're setting something up right now. And then we never did. So it was just clicking at different moments for people, but people didn't know whether to laugh or... Feel something, which is right. the same way that my sister described Dan's dance revolution. Right, uh, right. I sent it. I sent it to her, and she responded,
1: um, uh, "I felt emotions almost." <sighs> like, what does <did> that mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance that you could have a monologue delivered by you about that time that you had a hot dog that was missing your favorite condiment, and then put Coldplay on top of it. And I, I might experience the same thing. And I'm kidding, so- but. I don't think
0: you're wrong because I think I'm going to use Coldplay for my next episode of Dance Dance. Um, And it's my goal for this one is to make people feel something. So I think it will be um,
1: you put Coldplay over anything. And I think it's it's going to be emotional. Well, a lot of people have said this. I'm sure this won't be my first time on the podcast saying it. But I think I think something that makes you feel the tremendous impulse to laugh as well as like that, that fucking sings 101. That's what it's all about. About, sorry. About. Are you you saying the need to laugh is channel 101 to to get laughs? A lot of shows on 101 and some of the best ones both accomplish genuine laughter as well as making you feel all kinds of stuff. They make you go, What the fuck am I watching? They make you go, God damn, I, I need you to not see me tearing up right now. They make you feel. The whole point is that, as absurd as anything could be, it takes itself a certain kind of seriously, maybe.
0: I think that was something we, I and sorry for talking about dance too much, but I, when we were making dance, we were very conscious of that. And in the sense that we were like, let's not call out that this world is absurd. Let's pretend that this is real and let's not make fun of The Bachelor, but let's more so celebrate it. So we're genuinely doing a show about a kid looking for a new dad and take it seriously and have those cathartic moments, but just pack it with jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was kind of the idea behind everything for that. Um, I think that was when we made Penny Theft, it was like such a long writing process because we were trying to calculate a whole heist, even though it ultimately probably didn't seem that complicated in the final product. But like the goal for dads was, okay, let's make a show where we can not have to do any critical thinking about the plot and we can just slam it with jokes. So that's really what Dad's was. But then we ended up falling into these cathartic or genuine moments that I, I think you're saying that a lot of good channel one-on-one shows have.
1: What's up, buddies? Kayla here, host of the podcast Screen Vomit, which is a movie podcast for geeks and freaks of all kinds, breaking down films from the last 10 years, joined by people in various aspects of the entertainment industry, including musicians, filmmakers, and even several 101ers that y'all know and love, including but not limited to Alex Kavitsky, Anna Saragina, and even Todd Donald himself. I love movies. You love movies. I've never met a 101-er who doesn't know what a movie is. But even if you don't, maybe you'll learn a few things. So check it out. Screen vomit wherever you find your podcasts. Here's another audio clip, and this is from The Bachelor, Boat with Dads. It's basically the introduction to the character of Time Loop Dad. Check it out.
0: My name's Miles, and I'm currently stuck in the time loop. I've already done this competition hundreds of times. I've even done this interview already. For example, I know that the girl holding the microphone takes her shirt off in three, two, I'm
1: joking. It was referenced in the Channel 101 podcast that half the group is more on the, we like the structured, serious ideas, and you're on the half that's that's more like silly, absurdist kind of thing. I might be terribly paraphrasing, you get the reference that I'm making? Yes.
0: Yeah, we always refer to it as chaos and order. It's very like we had Stephen and Josh who were very much like thinking very practically and like mainly making sure that the show flowed and made sense to what the show should be. Mm-hmm. And me, Brett, and Chase were always pulling it in the other direction going like, okay, yeah, but what if like we had like a giant banana or something? Like we were just constantly a lot of randomness and silliness and wackiness and absurdity. The balance is what made the show, but I do, I do like totally absurd, insane things. So, right.
1: Shout out to Mike Yeah, McCaffrey. It, it was
0: interesting. I think we, Mike McCaffrey totally. I love his shows. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit. It's like my favorite channel on one show. Nice. Uh, have you seen it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Super funny.
1: And just the um, one where he's waking up and he he, he wants uh, raisins and he's looking in his closet. It, it It's the most, uh, you were saying something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very silly, wacky, random stuff.
1: And like, so I think it's, it's also, I
0: mean, even with, in us, there's like differences between who is good at what. So Brett in terms of comedy thinks very conceptually, he's all very premise based. <laughs> So like when he watches something or when he's writing something, it's all about what is the concept behind that? Oh, that's funny. So say there's a funny character or a funny joke. I'm talking for Brett and I shouldn't. But like that's what he's looking at, whereas I'm often not looking at that. And I'm more like, what's the joke or what's that? How is that being delivered or something? So there's there's like a spectrum of us on either end of those between all of us. And I think it balances us all out very well. I think I don't. I don't remember what I don't remember what the start of that my answer was.
1: That's the Todd Donald Show guarantee. <laughs> I would say that I like when there's a blend of creative juices in the pot, especially when, like you say, it balances. Like when it when it, when ah <laughs> uh, science, you know, <laughs> if there are multiple angles approaching the same thing, you know, you get where everyone's coming from instead of. Just one thought process, which I think is good. Do you, do you feel like you've been able to see as a group that recipe really come together and be like, oh, hey, our differences make it more exceptional?
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, we all I think that's why we are continuing to work together, because we are like a, a, a machine in the sense that some of us are really good at the writing and then some of us are really good at the directing and the vision. Two of us are editing it. And it's very like we have the whole process just within the five of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and we're kind of specialized within that. And even though two of us are editing, the other three are giving notes and they're seeing stuff that we're not seeing. So with every part of it, it, you know, it's just five heads are better than one. I will say it takes way longer to get something done because you need the approval of four other people for literally every decision. Uh, And there might be a more efficient way to do that, but that's where it is right now. Other than that, I think it's way, it's way better. And I think we all definitely see the benefits of it. Uh, I will say it was very nice making dance dance and wanting to do something and not needing anyone's approval for it. Right, <laughs> which was fantastic. But honestly, if somebody else was working on it with me, it would have probably been better. So I think that's the attitude we all have towards the group. It's like, yeah, we're all we all definitely feed into each other's flaws or fix each other's flaws, and it's we're we're better because of it.
1: We've all seen those rockumentaries, and I, th- I, th- I think every band should stay together. And if the Beatles just worked it out, you know, it could have Imagine come out and then do another Beatles album. Eh. Yeah, you know, it was respect. <laughs> Th- think of each other as a family, dude. Just, just keep it together. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously though, the the creative process. I'm interested in knowing what it's like in working with a group, a group of five. That's. It seems maybe like a small number, but when it comes to showing up, does it feel like a tight unit? As far as hey, all five of us reporting in for getting stuff done today. I mean, all
0: five of us are there for every single meeting. Especially now during quarantine, like if during dads, if somebody was gone for a week, we'd probably meet without them because we didn't have time. But yeah, it's very, everybody kind of comes in and contributes. There's people that contribute more to other parts of the, the project because that's where they're coming in. But it's it's very much, we're all putting in the work. We're all thinking about every part of it.
1: And it, it, it feels good. I realized that I just said, is everyone in the group? fully invested like I'm some kind of asshole sorry
0: (laughs) you know what yeah let's dig in Chase is almost out of the group um (laughs) and 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 not because of his accord we're all doing we did like a vote system and
1: (laughs) we were kicking him off the island he didn't get a proverbial baseball as they say Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Brett handed out a baseball to three of us and Chase did not get one (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I love what you do together. And as I pointed out, Wizard's Corner. More recently in Binary 46, I don't know if you want to talk about like how you found found uh how you found Note to self. Google how to interview people.
0: <laughs> man, uh, you're you're like a you're like a comedian. Like whenever you feel like you're bombing, you know exactly what to say to get the audience back on your side.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable in silences in these cases. I think that, that that's what propels me to say things that might be better than what I intentionally say. I can constantly be humming. Let's put some Coldplay on and they'll totally be on my side. <laughs> Truth be told, though I, I I actually genuinely love Coldplay, especially like from that album. I actually do like them a lot.
0: I love them every every year when I see my Spotify and it gives me the top songs that I listened to that year. I don't think I listened to any Coldplay that year, but it's always a Coldplay song.
1: Right. <laughs> but you you did these things that were forays into sort of being on your own and involved in another project. The prominent question I have on my mind is. Is there anyone on Channel 101 that you haven't worked with yet? Who would you love to work with?
0: Mm, That's a good question. There's a lot of people. I mean, honestly, anyone I'm happy to work with, but I'd like to work with Kavitsky's one of them, Seeger. Those were like the big guys when we first came into Channel 101 and they're just so good at what they do. I'd love to work with them. Uh, I'd love to work with um, Nick Hurley because he said he would like to work with us. Call and back. if he didn't, I wouldn't want to work with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and don't leave anyone else yeah. because they'll find out.
0: Uh, I'll just do a blanketed statement and cut out saying that I'm going to do a blanketed statement.
1: Um, <laughs> we'll just list everyone who's and- ever worked on Channel 101 shows and I'll I'll cut in you saying the names. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Pretty much anybody who would reach out and say, would you want to help out yeah. on something? I would probably, I'd probably be willing to do it.
1: From what I've seen, I don't know if this is based on an analysis or just the enjoyment that I easily get from from watching you and stuff, including the stuff that you make or are in. Do you feel like a natural performer? I know you kind of said that you feel like maybe you're not or that you don't see yourself as one.
0: I used to really like the idea of me being a performer because I always wanted to be a comedian, and that's kind of what it is. I think I can be good at it if it's a specific thing, but I haven't figured out what that thing is. So I don't, I, I, I just don't think I'm naturally a performer. Like there's other people that when I see them acting, this is what they're good at. I don't feel that way about myself. So I, I, I don't really have that inclination anymore. I'm much uh, more comfortable ending up as a person who's just behind the camera or writing or something. So it's kind of shifted, but I, I still like it. Given the opportunity to, I still enjoy doing it. But it's it's not as much of a focus anymore or something I think that I'm when I think to myself, what am I good at?
1: That's one of those things. <laughs> That's like me with podcasting. So <laughs> when someone like myself or uh, or anyone else sees him and stuff and is like, I, I, I love you in that uh, great job. Like, how do you feel about it? Are you like bullshit or or is it more of a passive feeling now?
0: Uh, no, it's probably the opposite. My ego probably takes over and I think, oh, fucking damn right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I normally don't think about it until it comes out and I hear what people say. And then if somebody says they thought it was good, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it's more passive. I mean, that's what happened with uh, last year. I won Best Supporting Actor at the Channies for that like, monologue. thing. Right. Yeah. And that just felt weird because there were so many other actors. It kind of felt like more of a writing award. But I was very happy to take it and I was very flattered. Then I suddenly started getting asked to do other stuff. I don't know if that was because I was involved in the community or I won an award and it suddenly made people think I was a phenomenal performer. (laughs) But I I take it positively, but it is more of like a a passive thing.
1: Follow your bliss. uh, If if it takes you away from performing, I'll understand as a human being but i certainly enjoy it but so thank you i'll dance to that sorry i I want i want to make it i'm imagining like you (laughs) getting like high on the idea of how awesome dan's dance revolution is because it is and just like (laughs) being one of those hollywood people that it's like and a dance to you i'll dance dance to that (laughs)
0: yeah every time i leave a room i i point and wink and say Dance on, everybody.
1: Yeah. We ran out of large cups, chat, so your uh, your mocha latte will be an extra large on the house. Oh, dance, dance, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Now that's a revolution. <laughs> now you're speaking my dance, dance-quidge. Okay. That's, so, that's Mr. Dan to you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Here's a clip of Chad as the minister in K.P. Parker's Rumspringa. Enjoy the clip.
0: When such a young and vibrant life is lost, all you can do is grieve. She was misunderstood. She was rebellious. And Lord, those milkers. She was a great cow. Bull. All bulls are boys. Ah, okay. Well, same thing. Humility? Do you have anything
1: to add? I do. Loyal listeners. Ears out. Humility's talking. All right?
0: We have lost a lot of bulls, haven't we? It's a true crime.
1: You must go through periods like we all do, a feeling lethargic or uninspired or maybe even just Mm -hmm. your basic good old mom and pop depression. Given the fact that these things have to be seen through over an extended period of time, uh, how do you power through that? Do you work through? Do you power through those times or do you take a break? And I want to know how these breaks work or if you take them.
0: It just kind of depends I definitely have had moments where I'm feeling unmotivated and that just kind of sticks. Uh, and I don't work past it for a bit, but I, I, that's why I like working with other people because if you or the other person are feeling unmotivated, you kind of can't cause the other person's relying on you. Uh, so you just kind of have to keep going until you're motivated again. So that's why I like working with other people for the most part. It's like you're someone's relying on you so it doesn't matter how you feel you still have to follow through there's definitely times where I'm feeling creatively unmotivated and I can't think of anything and I've had that for like months there was definitely a time during dance where I was like just sitting in the meetings and editing and having a hard time contributing to the creative process of it because I just felt worn out and very unmotivated in that sense no, I don't know. I don't really have a, a, a mechanism to get back from that, which I should probably figure out.
1: <laughs> well, I, <laughs> we're talking about like a percentage of time. And another percentage of the time is there's a lot of fucking fun and, um, yeah. and camaraderie involved, of course.
0: A lot of the time it is very fun and positive, And there's a lot of like, oh man, we're killing this right now. Uh, and there's nothing else I'd rather be doing.
1: Mm. there were those of you from Chicago and you moved to Los Angeles can I ask you what what was that like like what idea did you have of living in Los Angeles both as like just humans being like oh look at that this is here and also why move there so why did we move from Chicago to LA yeah I mean believe me I'd love Uh to too (laughs) <laughs> you'd re- you'd move from chicago to la oh god the creative scene specifically not necessarily showbiz. i i may have watched entourage when i was like 18 and i'm like oh man that, that's cool because i'm a dude going through puberty wow sorry the timeline is totally messed up on that but i mean my <laughs> no no my, my love of los angeles comes from the fact that channel 101 is there a lot of my favorite bands are there i i want to go to these shows these screenings and what did la look like when you guys first arrived? Basically me and Brett, I met Brett in college and we, ba- we both basically
0: came into real- realization that we wanted to do. We knew that we wanted to do comedy eventually. So we left college and then we went to Chicago. We both grew up like kind of outside Chicago, moved to Chicago and studied improv and sketch there for about like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got to the point where we were like, this is great. I feel like we figured out what we like and what we don't like. And we kind of learned what to do and what not to do. But it feels like everyone here, or at least a lot of people, there's kind of this era of like, this is a hobby. And not totally. There are definitely people there that are working so hard. And it's, it's a lot. But it felt like all of the jobs were out here. And there was like an actual ladder you can climb or something to work towards. As opposed to like just being in the comedy scene out there waiting for somebody to stroll through town and grab you. So I think mean, that that was kind of my thought of it. And so then we kind of decided we were going to move out here. And that's when we moved. And the difference between Chicago and L.A. was very surprising to me in that Chicago is all live theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and L.A. is pretty much no live theater. Uh, I mean, there it totally is live theater. There's, you know, UCB, Groundlings. There's a bunch of little theaters. But like that's right. all you did in Chicago, improv. Second City I.O., uh, although I.O. (laughs) closed down, right? I think, you know, it's very surprising coming out here and seeing that there was not as much of a community here for the live stuff as there was out there, which I think we were okay with because we didn't, me and Britt didn't really feel very attached to the live stuff, I don't think.
1: Right. Anyway, did that answer your question? I'm just glad that my question made sense and it was a great answer. To add to that, maybe? Lost it. (laughs) I was See, I, I was born in the mid-80s, early mid-80s, so I, I'm starting to lose questions. Um, <laughs> you made reference to a ladder. What would be at the top mm-hmm. of, of the ladder for, for Little Jet Gang or, I don't know, you as an individual?
0: My goal has always just to uh, has been to just make a living doing the thing I want to do, right. which is comedy, uh, which sounds kind of childish, but it's just like I... I don't necessarily want to be famous. In fact... Being famous sounds like it has a lot of drawbacks, a lot of positives, but I would just like to be able to have a nice house and a family and still do comedy. So that's my goal. I don't know how I'm going to get there.
1: (laughs) I mean, fuck, if there's anything I vaguely understand about Los Angeles, a place I've never been, which is home to so many musicians, comedians, and, and thing you watch making people, the first half of that sentence, I don't know how to attach to this, but uh, my, my, <laughs> just my, grab it. my vague understanding is that that is a good place to be. And what, what, what I guess what I'm trying to get out of you, get out of you, God, what role does being creative and performing need to play in your life for you to feel happy and fulfilled?
0: I, I would rather just, I just want to be creating. And there is a world out there where you get paid to do that. But when you think of
1: our basic needs, when you, sorry, I found it. Yes. Yes. My, my happiness. Yeah. I'm like, if you can pay, if you can pay the rent somehow, but you are still creating, whether or not the breadwinner is the creativity or something that doesn't get in the way of it.
0: Yes. Yes. Because I've had times Mm -hmm. in my life where I've haven't been as good as other times and you just, I just eventually realized, oh, it's because I wasn't making anything. And because I wasn't making anything, I was very unmotivated, you know, because my whole life growing up, since I was four, I've been making things, you know, I was playing Legos. I was, you know, by the time I got into middle school, I was making hacks for Call of Duty on the Wii. Uh, (laughs) Like I was just always, always some type of like creativity, but in the, in the form of like creating a thing. And I think I just need to always be doing that. Nice. Do you have any party tricks? <laughs> I can stick my tongue up my nose. What? Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a pretty big tongue. <laughs> ladies, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty gross. Um, <laughs> that's really it. I can open a beer bottle with a knife. It's not, it's not really that impressive. But I was at, um, I was on a little trip. There was like a couple there that I didn't know, and they, one of them was cooking, and I couldn't find the can opener. And I went over and I was like, hey, can I use that knife real quick? And she was like, for what? And I grabbed it and I just opened my beer bottle real quick and gave it back to her. And she was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: and I was like, all right, cool. Now, was this before you were looking for things that time loop dad learned to do in the time loop? Oh, or- no, that was real life. No, I just meant like you, <laughs> could, do, you could do that in real life. Because if you think about the Groundhog Day uh, oh, effect, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. The one thing we did in Dad, it's probably our worst bit in Dad's, was Time with dad doing the blow darts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he got really good at blow darts. Didn't pan out as well as we thought it would.
1: <laughs> I dug it. There were micro moments, like when you're reacting. I definitely loved just the... I'm trying to avoid saying the word nuances that you did in front of the camera to be like... Oh yeah, this again.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, I think it was very you can either pay attention or not to yeah. my acting the whole time. Uh and if you are, you will notice that sometimes I'm very aware. I'm like I know that everything's happening and then if you yeah. pay attention other times I'm reacting as if it's the first time I've ever seen it because I'm not an actor and I wasn't thinking about my character. <laughs> all the other dads all the other dads were having fun so I was like, okay, I'll have fun too. <laughs>
1: Well, if, I, if, I, if I'm going to slip back into mentioning Bachelor with Dads, can I, I guess, pass along? But, I mean, this will be a podcast. I want to say props, high fives, and X's and O's to the Little Jet Gang. I really am excited for whatever you do together next. Before I do, like, a closing lightning round thing, which you're probably in a very time loop dad way, you must know uh, what those questions are by now. what, what, yes. what What's coming up? Uh, for us, uh, the five of us, without spoiling anything, yeah, Sorry, I mean, uh, not to put you on the spot. Yeah,
0: spoiler. I don't really want to spoil it, but it is we're working on like a new show. Okay, um, and I'm excited about it. Um, it's going to be longer, probably similar amount of episodes, but maybe longer episodes. It's like a docu series type thing, but I don't really want to spoil it because that's kind of the whole thing of it. Wait. It'll make sense once it's done, but. We're like just, we just got done with like a rough out- outline of the show and it's kind of
1: a big project, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> so what do you think someone will think when they watch it? Oh, you know, something like, I don't know, um, I'm enjoying this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Here's my impression of somebody who's uh, watching the show that we haven't made yet for the first time. What? <laughs> oh, Nice. <laughs>
1: I think that's how people will react. <laughs> I love it already, man. I'm uh, When's when's that available that's, to buy? <laughs>
0: that's what like a movie or something should have as a trailer is a shot of people reacting to it. hmm Oh nice. <laughs>
1: That was actually my first reaction to Time Loop Dad's monologue. Like, I, w- I was crying. I was crying and I hated you, but I was also cheering loudly. Like that, Chandler, this is the best game ever moment. Yeah. This is all-time fuckery and its finest. To- <laughs>
0: You're just watching like a web series. Oh, fuck! Oh,
1: nice! <laughs> you know, I really believe that uh, some of Channel 101's work at its finest is the kind that makes it go. God damn it! No! Yes! Oh, boy! <laughs> Roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> no!
0: Oh, yes! Yeah, no! Oh! Honey! <laughs>
1: Honey, come <don't> like- look! No! <laughs> hey, it's a me, Mario. Love Channel 101, but hate
0: looking at shit? Try Frequency 101. All you gotta do is record an audio pilot, take it five minutes or less, and submit it to... Submission Channel101.com! The listening audience will vote for the favorites, Mamma Mia, and the top five shows will return next month. And don't worry, it's all audio, so you won't have to look at any flop
1: Frequency one oh one, you won't have to look at any dicks or buttholes. I'm glad that you and I got to share that. That was that was that was nice. Yeah. Uh, anything to feel a, a part of the world of what everyone is doing out there, uh, whether it's called Little Judd down the line or you find a name that you like better, have T-shirts and sell them on the internet, please. Mm,
0: that would be. Um, Lucrative. <laughs> that's a, that's a very interesting idea, Todd. <laughs> that's a very well we'll we'll write that down and circle back. <laughs> any any other pitches?
1: Uh, no, okay,
0: thanks, Todd. We had a Patreon for dance, which was like kind of like ah, it feels icky because we're not like a a big thing and it doesn't really cost that much to make stuff but we had we had one guy who joined our patreon and he was in it for like 4 months and it was like the saddest patreon it was like he was donating donating like 5 bucks a month and then eventually left right so our patreon pursuit was uh,
1: very short lived that's tricky here's the thing in the most goober right. dad in the most goober daddy fashion of things that I do with this podcast i really want to hit home again that the work you do is fucking great. The work that the Bachelor Book with Dads guys does is fucking great. And once again, examples of things and people that bring me joy. And I'm really grateful for it. I, re- I seriously am. That roller coaster of emotions. I, w- I was joking with you, but I was also being serious. And yeah. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Don't
0: you forget. And, that, and that's all I have to say on that.
1: Oh, that's cool. I, 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 <laughs> I <laughs> what if I was just like, yep. and yeah i knew that was coming it's an open message so the lightning round is the last thing that i like to do at whatever speed it happens (laughs) and the first one is what's the dumbest game app that you spent the most time on Mm.
0: i've spent a lot of time on clash royale and luckily it just started not working on my phone so i like my phone's too slow for it or something so, I'm not playing it right now, which is good, cuz I definitely instead of opening Instagram or something and viewing it for 5 minutes, I would open Clash Royales and and get really sucked in. Mm-hmm. But recently, it's not really a phone app, but I've been spending way too much time with it. It's this thing called BlazeBall. Have you heard of it? Nope. It's a it's a web it's a website. It's not a an app, but you can go on it on your phone um, with your browser. Uh it's basically like fake uh, fantasy baseball, it's like not real games, it's all simulated, right? But every hour, all the teams match up and play each other, and each team has like uh, you can bet on all the games, and each team can buy votes that they put into things that can eventually get their team a bonus, uh, bonus at the end of the season. It's like this big thing, uh, that has like this community on Discord, and it's so dorky and. <laughs> I wouldn't think I'd get really into it, but it's been like all my time the past two weeks. It's just fake fantasy baseball. You know, you don't even watch the game. I don't know why I'm into it. It's not like that real fantasy baseball. It's like fake baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's literally fantasy baseball, like something like randomly players will get incinerated. It's all about the baseball gods and like what they're doing to the fans who disrespect. Like it's very, there's a lot of lore around it. Right, um, and it's really not something that's normally up my alley, but
1: I <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> I this isn't in the moment, but I'm adding the open bracket B close bracket part of this question because of KP Parker. H- have you spent real money on this fake on any of these fake worlds?
0: No, I'm pretty against doing that. High five. Uh, yeah, it started when I was poor and I couldn't, and then I just kept that. <laughs> Uh, Not that I'm rich now, I'm still very poor, but if I wanted to spend a dollar on a game, I could, but it's like a, just like a pride thing in my game that if I eventually get somewhere that somebody who had to pay to get there is, I feel good about that. Even though it's, I'm just sending creatures to tackle their tower. Right.
1: (laughs) No judgment, KP. I've done it myself and I kind of regret it because what do I have to show for it? (laughs) except?
0: I have nothing against it. Yesterday I spent $50 on at home escape uh, rooms, so right. I don't <laughs> I don't have there's nothing
1: against uh spending money for it. No shame in your game. Whoa. Whoa. So, that needs an explanation which which means I'm not going to use it. So <laughs> is that what it's like being an actual writer feeling shame and having a, an idea that other people heard you say that isn't good?
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's every pitch meeting. It's I'd rather have validation that it was bad, but instead of that, it's just uh silence and then they move on immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's riffing and it's bad, it's going good. And then you pitch something and then the, the room kind of goes silent <laughs> and then they just kind of go, okay,
1: um, where were we? <laughs> Well, it must feel really like, good. It must feel like a ticket like when you have the moment that's the opposite, right?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't know what those are like, though. No, i that's, <laughs> that's like a terrible... That's not my humor. Um, oh, no. When you pitch a joke that goes
1: well, um, I'm good the rest of the week. I'm running high. Otherwise, it's like, Chad, go on the corner and dance and redeem yourself. Sorry, I didn't ask you this earlier, but I'd, I'd like to know for when I do the, the intro to this. How do you say your last name? I have not heard it. Oh, Ritzenbergleton. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, edited Rachel. this. So Rachel. Okay. Yeah. I ca- no, it's <laughs> R- yeah, Rachel. Like you're reaching for something. It's a terrible last name. I just like to do a good job. I've had plenty of people on the show who I've had to ask, and I have a recording of me being, "How do you say your fucking name?" <laughs> like aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you say your name? I I so, might be I might be animating it a little bit. <laughs> Last two questions. What's the worst thing someone could say to you?
0: Hmm. That's a great
1: question.
0: Someone calling me lazy always hurts, and probably because part of me thinks it might be true. That that one always kind of hurts.
1: And what's the best thing someone could say to you?
0: Uh, I've got a I've got a really massive schlong.
1: <laughs> it just so happens that I I've gotten some emails when I put it out there that you were coming on. Some oh, really? nice photographs and all kinds of high praise and testimony. Everyone wow. his phone number is <laughs>
0: that's, that's so nice of them, because that's the nicest thing someone can say to me.
1: <laughs> You've heard uh, this show no. before. <laughs>
0: No, and when, when people say that I'm very kind, that that always means a lot to me.
1: It's not always intentional that I mean I'm applying it to real life. I'm I'm seriously not trying to be a goober dad. You you've been incredibly kind to me. I'll say that based on on uh, knowing you for approximately an hour and a half and you were kind enough to come on the show and it it really means a lot to me to to have this chance to talk with you and and to have the experience of uh, seeing the work that you and the gang have done and than to be like oh you're a person in the world that i'm talking with right now it's surreal and i i can't thank you enough
0: thank you that means a lot to me uh, thank you for having me on and thank you for like being a new part of uh, the channel 101 community because it's always great to have new new fans and new people making stuff like you've made songs for a couple of the shows and Honestly, I, I really enjoy this podcast. I listen to the the other few Jan One Hundred and One people who have been on here. I listen to their episodes, and I think you've done a really good job. And I, I've talked to them, and they've said that it they left it being really affected. So I think you're
1: you're doing something good here. I <laughs> no, wasn't wasn't crying at all. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man, and men we have no emotions. <laughs> <clears throat> that means a lot. I heard Coldplay for some reason. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was probably like what what's the other one with the the piano and the drums, you know? The so- the song? Yeah, it was it <laughs> Let me let me look that up. What's in I, Piano. I feel and like drums? Speed of Sound. I feel like Speed of Sound because like it was such a positive thing and that's such an uplifting song. Ding 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 down.
0: Oh Hello, yeah!
1: Before we begin, yeah.
0: I can't sing, but la ba la ba boo, ring a ding ba ba da ba ding a ding do. Oh, nice!
1: Love your singing. <laughs> oh no, he did not go to that chord. Amazing. He's flat. <laughs> He's flat bad <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs>
1: okay you made it to the end of that chat back to the present here of january 2023 uh chad i don't know where you've been buddy but i hope you're well please uh get at me here's a little bit from a mini episode of the top donald show from january 2021 and uh, that chad was kind enough to do i don't know how much more context you need but i have the stuff here and like here you go for you all right chad let's do it thanks for gathering me (laughs) thanks for gathering me i was in pieces
0: i know i was like what is he doing I need to gather him. And, the, and then that's what I did.
1: Uh, thanks for gathering with, with me today on Zoom. The Bachelor Vote dads and you, sir, are going into 2021 with still the uh, primetime dance dance revolution, which is a wonderful, wonderful show on Channel 101. I love it. This leads me to ask you, Thank what, you. what have you been up to lately?
0: Man, it, that's a tough question during quarantine. It's uh, <laughs> really, it's probably the same answers when you ask, Last. I'm just working on my Channel 101 show and then this other show that I'm working on with the rest of the the five us who made Bachelor with dads. I will say I told you that some people call us dads the dads last time. Yeah. I, I don't know how relevant that is anymore. <laughs> you know, right. I, I haven't heard anyone call us the dads, but I appreciate <laughs> that you still call us the dads every time you talk about us. I really like that.
1: I I mean I still love that show. But I will I will call you whatever whatever you like, sir. I, I respect the shit out of all five of you. Well, I can't wait to see the next Dance Dance Revolution. I really like you, man. I really enjoyed chatting with you on the podcast when you were on as a, as a full hour episode guest. And uh, I'm glad you were willing to do this with me so I could just talk about a little bit of a change I'm making with the podcast.
0: And you are like, if you are making time to make more music, you are really good at that. And if you want to continue to flex that muscle, I think that's like a great
1: idea even new muscles like making my first frequency 1 on 1 pilot like that's something i want to keep pursuing so we're going to finish this off with yeah. a song you, yeah sorry
0: yeah no i was just going to say that i think you should feel good about it and i feel like it has a good chance of coming back i not to give you false confidence or anything. No. that's just my opinion
1: <laughs> so chad we're going to we're going to take him out with a song
0: okay uh, i'll do the melody okay <laughs> We'll do some cold and play. You do you do the backing track. Yeah. All, All right. right, and a Sounds one good. and a two. <laughs> I'll play it, man.
1: Dance, dance, revolution. Dance, dance, revolution. Oh, I love this one. Dance, revolution. Dance, dance,
0: revolution. Dance, dance
1: revolution. Yeah, I know. And
0: hands but... are jiggling around because he's <laughs> dancing around town and he's got a frown. Oh, that, that
1: alien's got two mouths. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Probably because of the, the delay, by the time my singing got to you, you probably
1: stopped playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I sure. don't even know what I'm doing at this point. That's not even for the podcast. <laughs> I I just want to steal more of your evening and. Um, I think that's good enough Uh, this podcast features music used with permission from the hollow scene EP by postmodern machine available wherever you get bandcamp.com but please visit postmodernmachine.com thanks for listening